Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of Metaside Kicks. My name's Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. And we're your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, paranormal, spiritual, and in between. Because as psychic mediums, we say so. And uh, that's just, that's, that's how it goes. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Today we're talking about the Fairfield Infirmary, or infirmary, <laughs> located in uh, Ohio that we went to a couple weeks ago for paranormal investigation. <laughs> was a fun time i know which buttons are the buttons now i only know the three four buttons for now but that's it you'll forget we really need one that goes why so spicy we can have russell say it yeah he does a really good job i know <laughs> anyways we went to the fairfield county infirmary and it was an interesting experience it was <sighs> yeah i have to remember which dungeon was the scarier dungeon this is the scarier dungeon the dungeon on the top floor yeah yeah i was trying to remember all of the scary places we've gone well, to. technically i thought you thought the uh jail place was scarier at madison yes but that's because the scary man influenced me so greatly yeah. that i had a ptsd mental breakdown but yeah. that's gonna be in the next episode so if you want to <laughs> hear about that possibly listen no. to that one this one is the one with dark things yeah which scared anthony i think anthony almost started crying <laughs> yeah anthony really does not like this place yeah he had hilarious. nightmares immediately afterwards yeah afterwards he asked me about how to deal with dark things so yeah well it's okay it's because when we were driving away from this place because it was like <laughs> we forgot about it this. was like a two-hour drive back to our airbnb <laughs> and it was the second investigation that we did in a row so we're on five hours of actual sleep here we're like half an hour away from the the fairfield place and Livless looks at me and she's like do you see the man that's sitting next to anthony and i was like yeah in, <laughs> she's like that's horrifying in our in our rental car on the way after the investigation yeah and anthony was like um is he associated to me and i was like a that is not a question that you need to know the answers to (laughs) and b he's not a man (laughs) and Liv was like yeah he's not a man his smile is too big and you'll figure out why that's uh important later (laughs) y'all ever remember crazy steve from drake and josh yeah. How his eyes are way too big and his smile's just way too large. That's no, the- it's like from um that one horror film that's called Smile. Oh, there's a horror yes. film. Okay, good. It's when you, you smile. They Okay, it's like people will hallucinate other people smiling really, really big and that's just right before they die. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I'm glad you didn't tell me it's, that while we yep, were driving. But it's I, oh. horrifying. We made fun of him so that he would go away because Liv was like, this is horrifying. I oh, hate it. Yeah. And I was like, I like crack holes in my fingers. And I'm like, don't worry, I got this. We just have to make fun of him really bad. <laughs> what did we name him? Well, we passed a street Pickerington. called Pickerington. <laughs> I don't remember what you said beforehand, like a guild... Gilbert, Gild something. Yeah, no, we named him Pickerington. Gilbert Pickerington. Yeah, his name was Gilbert Pickerington. And he, no, it was Dilbert. Dilbert. Yeah, you're Dilbert right. It was way worse. <laughs> and he was just like the tooth fairy, except for taking your teeth away. He was the litter box fairy and he took your cat's poop away. <laughs> and that at that point, he left. <laughs> and that's how you deal with dark things, in case you were wondering. Yeah, dealing with the dark things on the top floor of the infirmary was way better than Madison Seminary because they're because dark, they dark things, things, not human souls. Human souls can be way fucking scarier than dark human things. Human souls are more dynamic, so they have more energy because the dark things need energy from you. So if you give them happy energy, it's like a cloud. You literally blow them away. Um, but human souls are like, yeah, that's funny that you would think that. And then they sell you really horrible things because they're humans. So they belong in this frequency of existence so yeah. it's easier for them to just not care about your damn jokes <laughs> and unlike dark things they know see hear and feel everything so they know everything about you which is way scarier than a dark thing but yeah dilbert pickerington he steals your cat's poops in the night <laughs> we picked him up he was at our attachment for a few hours <laughs> at the fairfield hospital he rides a, a light up glow in the dark rainbow hoverboard but yeah. <laughs> and he's in a tumultuous relationship with the tooth fairy because she also steals things from people, but he she- apparently gave Anthony nightmares because <laughs> he went to sleep while we were doing that. He probably should have listened to us making fun of him and then he would have felt better, but <laughs> he was not doing so good. He doesn't like dark things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I had a, a tumultuous sexual relationship with the tooth fairy too, I would want to leave, but <laughs> anyway. Yes, dark things way better. Actual human souls, terrifyingly scary. But yeah, Anthony had nightmares from the Fairfield Infirmary. He was not doing good. At one point, I was like, "Do something." He's like, "I physically can't move. I'm about to pee." He's like, "I'm gonna cry." I was like, "You're okay. It's fine. Everything's fine." Most people are afraid of dark things, especially when we can see them, and we're like, "That's a dark thing talking." Other uh, paranormal investigators probably have no idea, but we're just like, yeah, there's a dark shadow over there. (laughs) I mean, maybe it was the chains rattling on the walls. And also me telling them that they were little children with big smiles probably also screw someone up. Anyways. But on to the history. Let's get into it. Um, I found this information from a paranormal research thing. They like went here and they did a little synopsis. Um, But that's where I got this information from. And I also cross-referenced it with the Ohio Historical Society's information as well. So it seems pretty accurate. So, the Fairfield County Infirmary, also known as, and later called, the Clarence E. Miller Building, is a large brick structure that served the residents of Fairfield County in some capacity for over 170 years. Prior to 1828, township officers called overseers of the poor took responsibility for the homeless and poor in the respective townships. 
Contracts were made to the lowest bidder for each pauper to receive food, clothing, and medical care. So I assume this must have been like, you take care of your neighbors type thing. She's snoring. No, she's having a visceral dream. Her entire face is twitching. She looks like she's having a seizure. This is my dog, Fennel. She's on the floor. No, it's a person. It's a visceral dream seizure. You ever think about that? Why people don't do like look like that when they sleep? Just I my my husband says I do. I literally woke up in the middle of the lap. No, your face doesn't twitch. You just talk. Last night, I guess I rolled over and put my arm around him and said, "Oh man, I wish I could eat some pancakes." <laughs> And then the other night I, I rolled over again and I was like, you're a good plumpy. <laughs> Started rubbing his head. Yeah, Liv has dreams where it's like, okay, she has conversations in her sleep as <laughs> if she was having a conversation with you in real life. You know how most people that talk in their sleep, it's very like, oh. Liv talks to you like she's talking regularly. So you like respond to her and you're like, oh no, you're asleep. Got it. <laughs> Dude, I watched on TikTok, there was this TikTok that was, like, talking about how this person did a sleep study, and they weren't actually sleeping during their sleep study. They were having hallucinations instead. So, they just, uh, they are the ones that have visceral dreams, but they wake up tired. That's me. So, I thought about you. Wow. Because I was like, oh, is that what's happening to Liv? She's just having hallucinations instead of being in, like, REM sleep. That would make a lot of sense because I am exhausted and I will be asleep for, quote, nine hours and I'm so tired. It hurts me. Also, Stop I need hallucinating. I That's need, probably what you're doing is what Tuttle's doing on the ground right now. Well, you're like, I wonder what she's dreaming about. Well, she did watch The Mummy 1 and 2 with Bradley last night. So. She doesn't know what that means. She watches television, though. She, she literally, doesn't know what it means, though. My dog watches television. That's true. But do you ever think she dreams about it? Because there was a mummy My dog does the same people's thing. eyes last night. Maybe she's dreaming about the mummy guy stealing her eyes. No, she looks like she's going somewhere. I hope so. We had a good morning. Anyways, contracts were made to the lowest bidder for each pauper to receive food, clothing, and medical care. So I guess before there was like homeless places for people to go, it was like your civic duty to adopt somebody and take care of them in some former capacity. And the lowest bidder would be in charge of giving money or support for the person in this in the fairfield yeah okay in fairfield county but i guess it soon became necessary that a proper facility was needed for the care of these individuals and the county constructed a wooden building in 1820 this is the fairfield hospital place yeah okay so it started out as a little wooden building in 1828 north of lancaster ohio so before this building, you just like bid to take care of homeless people and they were held somewhere or lived with you or something and people gave them things. Interesting. And this guy was like, hey, Harry got drunk again last night and doesn't have anywhere to live. Who wants to take care of him? Someone would be like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll <laughs> give you five cents a day for him. And they're like, great. That'll give him enough bread so he can continue doing whatever it is that he does. Great. But there was too many of those people, like Harry, Henry, I don't remember what I said. So they built this building in 1828 north of Lancaster. How we're bad at names. Yes. Don't remember the names that we give our theoretical people to. Correct. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
This building soon filled to capacity and a large brick building replaced it in 1840. The building was expanded again on in 1865 and numerous outbuildings were constructed to serve various purposes including laundry, tenant house, storage, and farming facilities. A farm was established across the road from the infirmary to help sustain those living there and in 1917, the infirmary farm brought in a total of $4,300 from the sale of its crops and livestock. Natural gas lines were run to the infirmary in 1917 to provide lighting and heat, and in 1926, 3,857 feet of pipe was laid to provide water to the infirmary, which previously relied on a natural spring and underground groundwater. The infirmary didn't see electricity until 1958. I'm bad at history. I don't know what that means. So I'm amazed by it. So all right, the 1950s is like when your grandparents were born or your parents. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So these people didn't have electricity until your parents were born. Sounds like fun. Sounds freaking horrible, my guy. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. It wasn't until 1917. Okay, no, let's see. It wasn't. I mean, they didn't even have heat until, like, the 1900s. And this place was built mm. in the 1830s. Makes a lot of sense. So they didn't have any electricity, they didn't have any running water, and they didn't have any heat until almost the 1900s, and it was built in 1828. So they just had fireplaces and torches and a spring that ran underneath their morgue. <laughs> Were there fireplaces in there? There has to have been. I don't remember. I mean, the okay, when we were at the place, so they have these big grand staircases that kind of like go around and like arch a little bit. And then there's these giant freaking walls, just plaster walls put somewhere. Those weren't originally there. That, that was open. Mm-hmm. So those like plastered stairwells is what they call them, like enclosed stairwells weren't put in until like a lot later. Yeah. So it was just open and cold as shit mm-hmm. and dark. Yeah. That's why people froze to death here. Dude. Do you not realize that? I didn't I I I didn't go on I didn't go on the tour. Yeah, but we watched a reaction video of Sam and Colby and they said it. That was at three in the morning. <laughs> same, same but different. <laughs> I did not remember. And you also just did research. Did I just blow your mind? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you t- <sighs> anyways. <laughs> so This building soon filled to capacity and they had all of the pipes laid to provide water and the infirmary didn't see electricity until 1958, even though it wasn't, it was opened in the 1830s. Crazy. So the population of the county poorhouse, which is actually what people referred it to. The poorhouse? They referred it to as the poorhouse. Interesting. Yeah. They called it the Fairfield poorhouse or just the poorhouse if they lived there. So the population of the county poorhouse continued to climb until it reached its record population of 82 inmates in 1903. However, this is the only information that I cross-referenced that wasn't the same. I think there was like 120 or 130. What's 50 plus 70? 50 plus 70? Yeah, 130. 120. 120. I'll go with that. So that's the only difference between cross-referencing that I found between stories that the Ohio Genealogy Historical District people said that there was, at the beginning, the peak number was 70 men and 50 women. And of that, a dozen or so were boys and a dozen or so were girls. 
So anyways, the population of the county poorhouse continued to climb until it reached its record population of 82 inmates in 1903 or 120, depending on the sources. The unfortunates, as they were called a lot, were admitted for a multitude of reasons, including both physical and mental health conditions and drunkenness. And I guess one of the biggest rules at this place was no drinking, right? Yeah, that was one of them. And being clean yeah, all was, the time. I think there was like 10 rules or something. It was like no cursing. You have to be clean. You have to do the chores. You can't co-mingle and have a mixer. Yeah, so if you broke any of the rules, there were like jail cells on either side of uh, the wings of the male and women wings. And mm-hmm. you would be put in there. Mm-hmm. And the jail cells were just like normal rooms, but instead of doors, they had jail bars. So you couldn't get mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So those who died or were not claimed by family after they died were buried in what they call the Poppers Cemetery, which is behind the infirmary and the place that Russell was like, we should go out there while it's raining sideways in the dark. It was so windy in this place. Like (laughs) the windows aren't really like put into place. So they rattle back and forth. And I was literally up in this freaking attic where there was like the least amount of like installation or whatever the heck is holding the building up. So you could feel the entire building shake. It was oh great. yeah. She was in the, the like watchman's tower. That yeah. Is I went up there in the watchman's tower. The highest point of the entire fucking building. I got halfway the, up and I was like, screw this. The watchtower sways back and forth. Like if you're in a tree house, that's what it's like. It was literally raining sideways. Mm-hmm. There was the, also a hole, I think, in the window up there. Yeah. So be, imagine. So you could hear all the outside side winding. Imagine being in this big wooden and like brick building that is older than dirt, almost 200 years old. And it's, I think it was like 25 to 35 mile per hour winds outside. It was <laughs> horrifying. At some points it was like sleeting. Because <laughs> I was up there with like dark things staring at me and I was like, okay, everything's fine. I gotta shut my brain off. And then the loudest wind would happen now like something's coming to get me (laughs) the first thing we debunked is the windows that rattle in like the window cases so it was very loud yeah so like most of the video is us going those are just the windows rattling don't come for us in the comments because it's just it's literally raining sideways There's a tornado outside and Russell wants to go have a fucking seance in the cemetery. No. Yeah. And it's 3 a.m. and raining sideways. (laughs) And it's also like February. Wait. February? March? Something? I don't know. It was cold as shit. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, those who died and were not claimed by family were buried in the pauper cemetery behind the infirmary. Along with unknown travelers and those who couldn't afford a plot in a cemetery elsewhere. So the majority of burials are unmarked and only a few have tombstones standing today. So let's get into the deaths and tragedies that are documented. However, documentation was not people's forte back then, so there's not a lot of it. I was able to find in the Ohio Genealogy Society's website where they had compiled an entire like database basically of death records from the infirmary. And the article's first sentence reads... The Fairfield County, Ohio Infirmary records 1848 to 1910. The death records from the infirmary records 1911 to 1980. Published in 1994, 128 pages. And the title of the of this death record is Paupers in the Poorhouse in Fairfield County, Ohio. 
That is the title as inscribed on the first page of the record journal kept by Superintendent Samuel Fetters in 1848. It's literally what it's called. Weird. Yeah. So I couldn't find anything else because I had to pay to read the rest of it. So if you guys want to find the death certificates of all of the people from the Fairfield Infirmary from 1848 to 1910, you can go on the Ohio Genealogy Society's website and pay like $9 or something for it. But I just thought it was interesting that they called them paupers in the poorhouse. That's weird. <laughs> Sounds like a Brothers Grimm. Sounds like popcorn chicken. <laughs> poppers oh all right so as would be expected death was a normal part of life and while many died due to medical conditions or old age there were a few tragic deaths that could be found through research one such instance occurred on march 22nd 1929 when 73 year old jane householder was burned alive after she opened a gas stove and caught her clothing on fire Two attendants heard Miss Householder and smothered the flames with two rugs. A doctor was summoned to the infirmary to care for her, but she succumbed to death nine hours later. So, yeah, the uh, tour guide said that they made their clothes out of polyester or something, and it is very flammable. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a bad time, but we were standing at the end of one of the wings and I like saw this lady standing behind us because we were like next to the doll room to which I realized that now you guys went to the wrong doll room because <laughs> why yeah, are there did. multiples in one building? I don't know, but this lady was telling us about the doll room and I was like, there's a lady standing behind us. And then she tells the story about the lady that her dress caught on fire. So... You were talking to her, weren't you? Yeah, we thought we were in the right doll room. One second. She's opening an applesauce. I'm really hungry. I'm pregnant. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, So we were in what we thought was the real doll room, but we weren't. And <laughs> we were up a level, <laughs> which is hilarious because Russell knows about it because he was on the tour, but <laughs> both of you were just, nah, okay. Yeah, he took me to the wrong spot. It's fine. Um, well, it's right above the well, place we were supposed to be. What were you be? talking about in there? Because you were like, there's a dark thing. You should go to the... Like, is was it the room that you were in, like, upstairs? Or was it the actual doll room in this room bu- across from the doll room? They were talking about the rooms downstairs that we did not... But you thought you were in. Yes. Okay. So they were talking about the right ones. We were just in the fucking wrong room. <laughs> Because I trusted Russell and he was too excited about going outside to be worried about being inside. (laughs) So anyways, which would make a lot of sense because I kept asking her. I was like, okay, if this isn't her room, but this is the doll room and her room is right across the the hall from us. And why doesn't Jane come up here? And it wasn't until halfway through our like investigation session that Jane showed up, which makes sense because we're on the fucking wrong floor. Yeah, because we like went to go take b-roll after we did our investigation and i walked down to the doll room and i was like the doll room is over here and russell was like no it's not and i was like i go into this room and there's dolls in the middle of the room and he's like oh yeah liv was asking why there wasn't dolls in the middle of the room when we were doing our investigation and i was like yeah because this is the doll room because i remember very specifically the painting in the room across because i saw a lady in front of it so (laughs) Yeah. This is the doll room. You are in the wrong place. (laughs) 
So it makes sense that we were talking to a, a little boy first, a man, and then Jane. Because I was like, why doesn't she just talk to us? She's like right there, right? God damn it. Anyways. Yeah, the tour guide said that she would follow us around because she likes to talk to mediums. Mm-hmm. She's very nice. She's like, um, she's one of those old people that scares the younger people because she has a lot of energy. And she's like, whoop, I got your nose. And just like, it back in my day. And you're like, please don't. And she's like, no, no, come here. I got something for you. And she steals your nose again. Like that type of energy. Um, She has a lot of things to say. She's got a lot of moxie and a lot of spunk. But anyways, (laughs) (laughs) the place is also now used in addition to paranormal investigations, but as like a haunted house, I guess. So the current owners will dress it up to make it look scary and then have people like walk through and get spooked. But um jokes on you because you don't need that it's already scary (laughs) so in her room specifically or what is said to be jane householder's room there are i guess according to russell people that change in that room because it's the costume change room for the haunted house or one of them yeah and people will see her in her dress like come out of the closet or whatever almost on repeat and she won't interact with them and she's like that ain't me that's a dark thing and i was like oh that's nice we're not going in that room. She's like, yeah, you you shouldn't go in that room because it's scary. She's like, I don't have to be in that room for you to talk to me. It's weird. Neither do you have to be in that room. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, she was a good time to talk to because she was telling us not to. Because I was like, there's a weird thing in the hallway because it came upstairs and it was like looking around the door. Like, you talking about me? You talking some schmack? In the wrong I could talk room. some smack. Why didn't you invite me? Yeah, and she's like, whatever you do, don't go in that room because it ain't fun. Even though they didn't know what room that was. Yeah, and we did actually walk straight through it, I think, when um, because Sam and Colby walked in it, and it looked the same when we were there as when Sam and Colby were there. And I was like, crap, we walked through the room. And she's like, you touched the butt. It's okay. Jesus Christ. So that was a good time. Anyways... In 1924, continuing on with the deaths and tragedies, a crazed inmate attacked the infirmary superintendent while working in the fields across from the infirmary. So the man suddenly rushed the superintendent, striking him in the head with the bar he had been using to stack hay. And fellow inmates, because they called people inmates in the poorhouse, came to the superintendent's aid and sued fellow employees captured the attacker. No one said anything about whether the superintendent died or not, so I'm assuming he was fine. He just it was a mere flesh wound. He's gonna go for a walk. But this was the place with the morgue, right? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna talk about it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so it also is claimed that there are several suicides that took place at the poorhouse, although there's no documentation to exist so to support such claims. Now today. The farmland across from the infirmary was sold to Ohio University in the mid-1960s to establish a remote campus there. The infirmary's population continued to dwindle until just 16 residents remained when the facility closed for good in May of 1985. Those remaining residents were sent to nursing or foster homes. The old infirmary was remodeled in 1986, adding a sprinkler system in closed stairwells. That's when those stairwells were enclosed. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting to me because they're like, safety is important now. (laughs) Emergency lighting and a fire alarm to accommodate the county offices. The building was rechristened, which is interesting. 
The Clarence E. Miller Building, named for the later former congressman and served as the county's health department for the next 27 years. So by 2011, the building was literally falling apart with mold, crumbling walls, loose bricks, and other concerns. A study showed that the facility would require over $4 million in renovations to resurrect it. So the health department decided to move to a least modern facility office in late 2013, and the old poorhouse has been vacant since. So here are the ghosts, the, 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 the parts you've been waiting for. Uh-oh. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So many employees who worked in the building at night have heard people talking when no one else was in the building. You mean by the morgue? Probably. (laughs) You want to talk about it? Because I put the morgue in the AVP resonance from the underground spring. So there... Okay, so there's a morgue because this place was basically, like, able to sustain a whole bunch of people. Blah, 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 blah. So you have to do something with your dead bodies. But <laughs> we should not be in a do morgue. Do you? <laughs> no, we should not. We're just assholes the whole time. <laughs> We're like, this makes us uncomfortable, so we have to make crude jokes. So We're the neurotypicals that fuck everything up and people think that we're just horrible. Which is fine. The neurodivergence. You're correct. Sorry. Like, we're definitely not neurotypical. <laughs> no, That's we're not. Why we're we the, make crude jokes. We're the ones that make the neurotypicals uncomfortable making jokes about morgues. <laughs> yeah. So we, there's a morgue. We weren't allowed in it because they didn't want the pipes to freeze because it was like February or March. I can't remember. <laughs> so they try to keep the door closed to keep things warmer in there. But what's interesting is the tour guide was like, if you hear running water it's because there's a natural string stream that runs underneath the building and there's a whole bunch of speculation among the paranormal community that believes that streams supposedly move energy and make things more haunted however we were sitting in there doing an investigation and we have a flashlight out and one of the people that the cabbage man yeah because the morgue had this like big sink in it so it's also a big freezer for like dead bodies, whatever. It's also a great place to keep your food. And that's actually like a common thing, like on ships and things like that. They will keep dead bodies in the freezer because what are you going to do with a dead body until you get to shore? So they would keep their food in there. So we were talking to the cabbage man. <laughs> he delivered the produce from across the street. Yeah, and he was telling me about the stream and how the fact that people would hear voices in there because we were sitting there and we're like, we definitely just heard a man speak and they were talking to a woman about something. So when you walk into this room, there's like a check-in desk or like a check desk to make sure that people like don't just wander into the morgue probably. The front desk, the reception desk. Yeah, I wouldn't call it the front desk because it's literally just in the middle of the place but it is out in front of the morgue and we were hearing people's voices like spirits voices coming from that direction so what this soul was explaining to me because i have synesthesia so they could visually show me what the sounds were happening because i can hear or sorry see the sounds so the sound of the stream that was going underneath the building 
has a lower pitch so that we are able to audibly hear it with our naked ear. However, we can't hear like spiritual sounds because they're too high pitched. They're too high vibrational. So that's why most people aren't unable to hear a spirit talking. So when you take the low vibration of the river or the stream and then you take the high vibration of the spirit's voices and you put them in there almost like a stanza for like music notes, it allows you to be able to audibly hear what they're saying. So it's like a natural spirit box. It is the thing that creates the frequency so that spirits can push their voices down into the frequency of the the stream yeah you explained it like putting a glass on the other side of the door it amplifies yep. the sound on the other side so you can hear what's it going changes on the frequency so that you can hear it i like to say that it's like the magic conch shell but that's just me because <laughs> when you put a she a seashell up to your ear you can hear the ocean or something yeah so the morgue is an interesting place you walk into it and there's like I mean, it's just a little concrete room and you have a one freezer door to the left and another freezer door to the back left and then one straight across from you on the opposite side. And to the right, there's these two raised concrete slab table things, sinks. Sinks. <laughs> One's a little bit higher than the other so that they can run into one another. And I guess that's where, you know, they put dead bodies and also cabbages. That's where they would clean shit. Yeah. Whatever it was. I think Russell said that there was also rumors that since they cleaned the dead rumors. bodies there. It was like because of the natural stream, the formaldehyde like started getting into the main water supply of the town. And just blood and guts and gore. Yeah. <laughs> That's not sanitary. Yeah. So they so had to do something about that. They were t- contaminating the natural underground spring. But anyways, yeah. Or something like that. She was like, formaldehyde was contaminating the water supply to the town. Everyone's just preserved. So it wasn't a uh, rumor. The tour guide told us that. Got it, got it, got <laughs> it. So if you guys go to this place and you're on a tour and you're allowed to, walk into the straight back left of the morgue. and just The opposite side of the sinks. Yeah, and just pop a squat. And if you're quiet, you can hear full conversations of people at the front desk. You don't have to be a medium to hear it. That is the coolest fucking thing about it. It's really weird. Literally, I heard a man's voice say, it's all right, we'll take her for the night. And then I heard a woman's voice go, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, it was crazy. (laughs) Absolutely easy to hear. It's just literally like someone is that far away because it's pretty far away from the reception desk. It's not like... Mm -hmm two or three hop skips and a jump it's like a good decent bit away so to hear just that it really is just like you're going back in time hearing people talking yep it's wild yep it's like a natural spirit box yeah it really is it's super freaking cool 100 percent recommend so a ghost named willie haunts the second and third floors his name likely comes from one of the only tombstones in the pauper cemetery that has a name listed a ghostly woman wearing 1800-style clothing with her hair in a bun has been spotted by several witnesses. There's one woman who was working late one night and looked up to see a little girl standing in the doorway. And when the woman asked... There's a lot of children. There is a lot of children. <laughs> and when the woman asked the little girl if she needed help, the girl vanished. Many county employees were afraid to go into the attic due to the coldness and strange feeling about the place and the second-floor woman's restroom 
was also avoided due to the same feeling. However, I went into it because I was like, this was nice. What, the bathroom? Yeah, I went went to the female bathroom and the guys were like, people say the weird thing happens in here. And I was like, I don't know. I just got to pee, dude. (laughs) I just wanted to see everything because it looked cool. It's got old timey stuff in there. so. So the attic was actually used as a dungeon. Did they say anything online about that? Nope. No. Okay. There's like chains on the walls and they were, they would chain people up that were break the rules, that were aggressive, whatever. They would chain people up. And a lot of times these people didn't like do anything wrong. They would just, I don't know, not liked whatever the uh, people in charge wanted to do. So they would chain them up. However, it's an issue because they apparently didn't have electricity for a while and they're in the middle of freaking Ohio that gets a lot of cold winters. So a lot of people are said to have froze to death up there Mm -hmm. because they were chained up there and there was no way for them to like make themselves warm. So they're one half of this upstairs space, the attic space was the dungeon and the other half was the orphanage. Which makes so much sense. (laughs) Just so weird. So you have to walk through this like dungeon sort of space. And then there was like a little door that had like chicken wire on it. And that's where all of the children were kept, the orphanage. But there was really scary things up there. So we did like solo missions. And when I say solo missions, I was the only one that was alone. So I walk up. I'm on the staircase because I'm like, I don't want to go up there alone because it's loud. It's really windy. So I have, I ask for one of the souls to walk up there with me. So a man comes up the stairs and the man sits in that room with me. And when we were on the tour, I was seeing physically the apparition. I was seeing like the bottom of an apparition, which is just the, like the legs walking back and forth because At the end of the hallways, it was, like, super dark. But I could see these dark entities walking back and forth up there. So when I go there on my solo mission, I couldn't get past the door because I was like, this is scary. It's really, really loud in here. So I'm sitting next to the door to enter into the attic space. And while I'm sitting there, the only thing that I was given equipment-wise was the Polter script, which is, like, an obulus. And a cat ball, but the cat ball was not touched by anything. And I'm just sitting there looking at all of these like dark things, considering if I should leave or not. So I'm just like (laughs) sitting there saying nothing because I'm like, I can't talk about these things because it's going to make them allowed to touch things. So I was just sitting there alone in the dark being like, should I leave? Should I leave? Should I leave? So what I was seeing was... There are these big supports for the roof up there. And there was these taller shadow figures that were like creeping behind them, like peeking out from behind these big pillars. And they were more farther away. And then I have the door on my right hand side behind me. And there was another tall shadow figure that was looking in and down at me. And then I was like, okay, there's supposed to be children up here. So I'll just talk to children. And there were three or four small shadow figures that had huge smiles. And they looked similar to children, but they were, like, 
in a dark cast and they had really, really large smiles. So I was sitting there and I was like, okay, everything is fine. We're just going to pretend like nothing's happening. And the polter script kept saying John. So the man that walked up there with me kept saying his name because he's like, I'm still here. It's me. I have a human name. My name is John. I'm here. But that's the only thing that happened to me while we were up there. And then the last thing was when we were doing the tour, I saw this woman that was over by the window and the tour guide says that she liked the uh the rocking chair that was up there. They like moved to the rocking chair and someone like broke it into the soul was like sad. So the tour guide thinks that she's going to get her another rocking chair to put up there for her. And then the other thing I saw was this scary violent man that had like really dark hair that was like standing over me while we were doing the tour. That's comforting. Uh-huh. He was scary. And then the last thing that we did there, we did an SS method, a dual SS method where And this was the scary part that Anthony was gonna <laughs> pee his pants and cry. Yeah, so this is after I went up there alone. So now it's not as loud, obviously. Obviously the scariest part had to be when I was up there alone. So we did a dual SS method first and I was on the one side of the attic with Janelle. So I was in the orphanage part and Russell was on the other side, the dungeon side, and Liv was asking us both questions. So we were trying to see what, like if the answers like made any sense. So while I was sitting there, I could see or perceive because I was blindfolded dark things standing over me that was like taunting me about the things that I was saying. So I don't know that I was answering your questions. Mm. I think it was just like trying to scare me. I think Russell said he felt something standing over him too. Interesting. Yeah. So Emma and Janelle were on one side over by the orphanage, right? Yeah, we were in the orphanage area. We were on the side where they would have people, like keep people. And then there was also an area behind us that is where the chains are for where they would chain people up. It's more of like a T kind of. So M was on one side of the top of the T and I was on the other side of the top of the T with Russell and Anthony. And then the part that makes the stick of the T is where there was more chains for people to be chained up. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of that where the two like are adjacent to one another is where the superintendent would stand in that watchtower that M said was super shaky. <laughs> yep. So they could watch everybody out in the fields and make sure people were doing what they were supposed to be doing. Yeah, so, so what was Russell saying? Well, I don't know what you were saying, but... Well, I know. Janelle... I'm asking you what Russell was saying. <laughs> well, the only people that were supposed to be asking questions was me and Anthony. Yes. So Janelle was just quiet, videotaping yeah. you. I was trying to videotape Russell. Anthony was standing behind me. He had my six... And he had the music box behind us. In the music box, the polter tune kept going off. No, it wasn't the polter tune. We had a new music box. Just okay. Music box. Well, the music box yeah. kept going off and it was annoying because I was like, can you please stop doing that? I'm trying to ask questions. And it was already so windy up there. It yeah. was very, very windy. And the wind, there's like these big windows, almost like glass windows that you can like pop up and out to have sunlight come in that are up there and those were shaking and rattling and I was like this is weird so we're just sitting there and I was asking questions like how many souls are up here how many spirits are up here are there any children what's your name what did you like to do here and every time I would ask them what its name was it, it just kept saying it's me 
it's me. It's me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And the whole time I could see and feel like the little things that you were talking about <laughs> coming out from behind the, the brace support beams, you know, because they like come from the floor and then go up. Yeah. And I was like ignoring these. Anthony's behind me. And Anthony's like, I don't feel very well. And I was like, well, why don't you ask some questions? He's like, I can't. I can't ask any questions. He's like, I'm too scared. Oh, my God. And I was like, Anthony, look at me. I need you to not be scared. And that's when the thing that was standing behind Russell came up next to me like whoosh and was like, it's me, bitch. It's, it's me. It's Brittany, bitch. And I was like, no. <laughs> you mean it's Brittany? <laughs> So the reason we kept getting these weird things is intermittent in between people that were just transiently talking. The fucking demon was telling us that its name was me. That is what it calls itself. And I yeah, didn't. Because we switched after a while. And that's when uh, Anthony and me were doing the SS method. And it was the same. And you kept asking me the same question. And I just kept saying, it's me. It's me. Yeah. It's me behind you yeah. because it wasn't near me. It was near you. Yeah. It switched because <laughs> it went from Russell to me and I was like, God damn it. God damn it, Bobby. And then it's I, Brittany. I'm sure you can probably hear it in the video and I wasn't paying attention to it when it was happening because I was trying to push my energy out to get whatever children and weird things were making the spirit, the music box go off, knock it off so they, they could like hear Russell and hear me because it was so windy up there. I'm like, I don't need another noise. Like, Get the music box. And I was like, Anthony. Yeah, that audio is going to be absolutely horrendous. I was like, Anthony, can you get that? And he's like, I'm not going back there. I can't even move right now. And I'm like, okay, nothing's helping. Well, Anthony <laughs> was with me. He said that he couldn't do it or something. I don't know. He like got up and I could feel the floor move. And I was like, ah! And then he like walked away and I was like, okay. Well, during all of this, I thought with the wind and the windows moving and everything, because it was so windy there that the chains moving on the walls and the other part of the building, like the T section I was telling you about was just from the wind. And I was like, no, because I was up there when it was windier and that I did not hear any chains. It literally sounded like the ghosts of Christmas past chains rattling. And I just was ignorant to the whole time until afterwards. Yeah, no, that didn't happen for me. We were going to talk about it. And I was like, what did you what did you find out? And I was like, we're going to go downstairs first and then we're going to talk about it. So we regrouped and I was like, its name is me. That is what it calls itself. And we're not fucking going up there again. So. So you think it's a demon? It's probably one of the more powerful dark entities in the places that we've gone to. Really? It literally was like, I'm going to follow you home. You can't get out of here. I'm behind you. <laughs> was he the guy that was in our car? <laughs> no. <laughs> it wasn't Mr. Pickerington. <laughs> it was not Mr. Pickerington. It was Brittany. It was Brittany, bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, not as scary as the Madison Seminary, but probably one of the scarier poltergeisty dark entities. So, I mean, he has like a manifestation or it has a manifestation of like all of the scary mean people that were in power there, as well as all of the scary not good people and just people being tortured and tormented being chained up in their energy what the demon the demon the demon yeah is it the thing that makes little children he's like it's one of the things i do yeah because the children didn't feel like as solid mm -mm. then what was looking at me from outside the door oh was that him where upstairs yeah when i was upstairs there was one looking at me from outside the door and then there were a couple like looking out 
behind the pillars? I'm I know sorry, that's I'm a hard question. Ask. Yeah, I know. I feel like those ones might be a little bit separate, but he still would control them. You know the conjuring house? Yeah, because they're kind more of solid. conjuring housey. They're more solid than the children. Yeah. Like the conjuring house has some things that aren't associated with well, I mean they're all associated with the thing in the basement, but it's almost like they have their own sentience, but they're so scared of this one thing that it controls them. Does that make sense? Well, they're not scared of it. It's just the frequency that it emits makes them do things. Yeah, I don't like it. It so. definitely is not a fun place to be. I was up there alone. Do you think it's as bad as the conjuring basement? I guess we haven't been there yet. I don't think it's as bad, but it's probably pretty close to it. Then I can go into the conjuring basement. <laughs> as long as I have pizza, which is going to be hard because there's nothing around that place. No, alone. Well, it's a farmhouse. I don't care. I want pizza. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing around the Conjuring House, which makes sense because it's literally a farmhouse, but eventually we'll be able to go there. But I'm trying to convince Liv that we don't have to have 2,000 patrons because (laughs) I think it'll get us to 2,000 patrons. Only you have the ability to give us 2,000 patrons. And if you're interested in that, there's a link in the show notes. What else do you have to say about the Fairfield Infirmary? This is where we talk to that woman. Is this Margaret? Mm-hmm. Because that was the same place. Because, okay, when we're on the tour, we're walking down the, I think it's the women's corridor, the women's side. Was Margaret here or was Margaret at the Madison Seminary? I think it was this place. So we're walking down <laughs> this corridor and the women's side when we're doing the tour. And that's when I hear this, like, ear-shattering scream, like, halfway down the corridor. And the tour guide goes on to tell a story about a lady because I was like, I just passed like one of those rooms and I heard a woman screaming and she was like, oh my God, I had a very similar experience where I heard a woman screaming in here. And that's when I started like trying to talk to her and I put like flashlights and cat balls and I've been trying to figure out what her name is. And that's the lady that we were talking to. Yeah. And her name is Margaret. I think she was in room 314. I don't think there is a 314. 214. It was something about the number because she was next. She was telling us that her name is Margaret because she told me Princess Margaret from the crown. And she had a friend there whose name was Anne and Anne had blonde hair. Margaret kind of looks like the lady who plays Beatrix from Harry Potter. Okay. It's kind of what she looks like to me. Only her face isn't as like welshy it's like longer but she has big hair and it's brown thank you fennel (laughs) i don't know if you guys can hear her snoring anyways um and she said that she had a friend named ann and the reason she was there is because her husband died and no one would like claim her and she didn't have anywhere else to go so the rest of her family kind of just like left her out and she's like well i gotta i guess i gotta go here and she was only there for a couple years until like a great aunt or something figured out that she was there because she was writing to like family members to be like can someone please get me the fuck out of here because back then women didn't have rights and if your husband died you didn't you weren't owned by anybody and you didn't own anything so someone had to own you whether it was a son or a brother or an uncle somebody had to own you and no one claimed her so I think she was there did she say four or five years yeah, something like that. Something like that until one of her like aunts or like distant family members came and got her and they were very well to do. So she was like, 
peace. But when she was there, I think the reason they hear her scream is because she was, there was girls on like women on either side of her and one across the hall from her too that were like super annoying and she just did not like them. And she's like, can you please move my fucking room? I don't want to be near these people. Yeah, the room that you thought that she wanted to move to is the one we couldn't find. So ah, uh, so so yeah, that was her. And then also down that corridor, um, I forget what the tour guide was talking about, but I just remember seeing this really tall shadow figure. Maybe that's the thing that I was that you're thinking is the demon, but I saw this really tall shadow figure. And I tell her about it. I was like, oh, what you're talking about? Because I forget what she was talking about. It was like this really big shadow figure. I see it like walking like from one door to the other door. And she was like, how big is the shadow figure? And I was like, well, his head goes over the door frame. And then she goes on to tell me that people see a seven foot tall shadow figure in this place. Mm, Yeah. Is that the demon? I think that's what Jane was telling us about. Yeah. Mm, Got you gross <laughs> yeah it wasn't in the same place as where you where the doll room is it was across from the jail cell mm. i that's think that's saw it. i don't remember no you weren't <laughs> i don't remember the place was so big you were like two floors up yeah so <laughs> the place is so big i just don't know where we were at any point in time besides when we were upstairs because it's all open in that weird st but was that the demon dude or is that a different thing uh, the first thing I hear is no, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. I thought it was different, too. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Why? Because it looks different. The other one's more, like, scary, skittery. I don't know. There's uh, so many places that we went to with such little sleep. <laughs> and every place is the size of Texas. Well, they're not. Get, I would get Franklin lost. Castle wasn't like that. That's true. It was a little bit easier to figure out where you were. The only reason why I remember the difference is because I went on the tour, so I remember that girl saying things. Uh, yeah, yep. I sat downstairs and talked to a little girl that was like, my mom and I lived here. <laughs> and I was like, that's nice. And there was a lot of people are like, what are you doing? Why are you here? Who are you? And I was like, this is not helpful like, information. Aren't you a soul? Can't you figure that shit out? <laughs> yeah. I just remember feeling very scrutinized while you guys left to go on the on the tour and then your tour guide was like, Marco, here, snipey snipe. And I was like, what is going on? Am I missing something fun? Yeah, because we heard people walking around. It, was, it wasn't the windows. It was me at one point because I got bored and freaked out by people just going, why are you sitting here? But it wasn't you. <laughs> okay. I was on the okay. first floor and I heard her and I was like. Yeah, because she screamed. She yelling As loud as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised you could hear it. So, that was a fun time. Do you guys like content like this? Because if you do, you can like, subscribe, follow, download, do whatever you do with podcasts, rate on Spotify, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you could put a dad joke in there, we would appreciate it because we'll feature you. But for right now, Emma's- I have another one. Using Patreon. You have to listen to the last one first because our patrons were having a dad joke fight in the Discord. (sighs) Got it. So Riker says to stop it to Brandy with our centaur joke. And now she comes back and says, 
Whenever one door closes, another door opens. That's the last Hyundai I'm buying. I had a dream last night that I was a muffler. I woke up exhausted. I hate all of you for having this. Like, And Riker says, I'm going to physically fight you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. If you want to get featured, leave us a dad joke in your review on Apple Podcast. Or you can join our Patreon and add to our dad joke Discord server room because we have one. And it's a good time. Oh, I got another one. What kind of rocks are sour? <laughs> I want to say Sour Patch Kids, but that is not, a, not rock. a rock. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. It's limestone. Oh, I when you say limestone, though, I think of like L-Y-M-E. And if you eat that, you'll die. But limestone. It would be sour, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know if it would be sour. It'd probably be a... Not a taste, but more of a feeling. So, is taste a feeling? Yeah. It's a sense. Yeah, but I wouldn't say that, like, hitting my head against the wall tastes a certain way. Although, hitting your head against the wall is a feeling. Well, if you did it with your tongue, it would be different, wouldn't it? <laughs> Licking the Akashic Records. Isn't that her old body? You actually have to experience a taste with your tongue to have taste. Miss Claire Gustin. Taste the dead people. Be their dead people. Claire Gustins. <laughs> oh, well, thank you to everybody who supports our content because without you, this would not be possible. If you're interested, we have new email readings. They come out every month. It's with me because I'm trying to accommodate everybody that wants readings, but also Em and I are the only people that make our content and edit our content, except for Brussels Sprout, who has been helping intermittently. Well, Very he just recently. does the, the Patreon video. Those yeah. People are like, you could solve your problem by hiring an editor. And I'm like, well, I didn't think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got the money for that. <laughs> yeah, I know we have a lot of things, but to run the business just in and of itself, 90% of our money goes to, actually 75% of it goes to. So uh, it's just us. So it's hard for us to do all the readings that we're doing, but email readings are a new offer. So if you're interested in that, click the link in the show notes. And Em and I will try to accommodate you with our various readings. Em still has availability. I do not necessarily. Pre-recorded readings. I don't have email readings. I'm not emailing you. Yeah, no, you have pre-recorded readings. I have email readings. So I'll email you. Em will talk at you from her video camera, which is probably nicer, but it's fine. We're trying to, we're trying to help you guys and get more readings, but it's new and it's improved for you. Yeah. You got anything else to say? No. If you want to see the last Video of our trifecta. A, it's on YouTube. But B, we're going to the Madison Seminary in our next podcast. Dun dun. We have a button for that. Dude, I'll remember it because I gave you. No. That's a shoebox. Blue button. Dark blue. Yeah, but that one's do 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 do. I want. Yeah, well, we don't have that. Do 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 do. Wow. We are your Madison kicks? Wow. Dude, that attic was scary, but I think I could do the conjuring basement. So it can only be you. You can cause my fear of being in the conjuring basement alone by becoming a patron.
To learn more about Patreon, visit the show notes. I need a sandwich.